Welcome to Views from the Porch, a podcast where we explore what it looks like to survive and thrive in your young adult years. Each week, we talk about the biggest challenges facing young adults today and how to overcome them from God's Word based on our weekly experience in leading thousands of young adults at the porch. For more info on the porch, visit theporch.live. Thank you for joining. What's up, guys? This is David. We are back with another episode of Views from the Porch, and I am joined, as always, with Mr. Joshua Tim. What's up, team? And the one and only Elena Haas. Hey, guys. And today, we are talking about everyone's favorite topic, dating, love, what else? Yes, well, it's a question we get a lot here, and that's this. Should I live with my significant other? So should I live with my boyfriend or my girlfriend? Should I live with my boyfriend or my Or is it okay to? Or is it okay okay to? to? Cohabitation. Is it a sin? Is it a sin? Um, If it is, why? Where does the Bible say, hey, don't live together? That's a great question. Only increasingly more relevant. What do you guys think? Yeah, well, I think there's some pretty, like, I think there's some reasons why people do that. I would, I'd love to talk first. Why do people live together? Like, why, why would anyone make that choice from the get-go? And Elena, what, what do you think? Why, why? Give me just a few reasons as to why people do choose to live together. I think logically it, it makes sense if you're just looking at it on a practical level with um, finances. I mean, it's obviously cheaper if you're already dating someone and you want to go to one rent instead of two, especially if you live in like an expensive city where rent is really expensive. You're like, oh, well, you know, I'm already over there a lot and I already spend the night. A lot of my stuff's over here. I might as well just move in, we'll save money. And a lot of people look towards the future. Like, are we going to get married? Um, What will that look like? And part of that planning of the future is living together. So they just make a move and start doing it. Yeah. You're trying to figure out if you're compatible. I mean, people have student loan debt out there years. It's Mm -hmm. insane. So if I'm like putting together a budget and I live in New York or I live in San Francisco, if I live in Dallas, like it's expensive, especially if I don't know anybody and I don't have a roommate, I'm going to quickly, as quickly as I can, try to find somebody to help, you know, shoulder some of the weight of rent. And then if it, it is only further a win, if there's someone that I am attracted to and like being around and that I'm dating and hopefully, or at least that I see myself hopefully moving towards marriage with. So it makes all the sense in the world that you would live together with your boyfriend or your girlfriend. Not saying that it's right, but from a, uh, like, it, it's very logical. It's not hard to see why people think that you should be there, especially further, there's like family members. I don't know if this is the case in your family who would be like, you should move in together yeah. before you get married. Like they would be like, hey, slow your roll before you get engaged. You guys aren't even living together yet. You don't know if yeah. you're going to be compatible. <laughs> you don't know if this is going to work long term. You don't know that this is really a good idea. And so I know you are really excited, young buck. But hey, I've been around the block a few times. I've seen this. You need to make sure that you know what you're getting into. Probably the next step is not getting engaged. It's getting an apartment or getting a, a condo together or, or finding a place to live. And then after you you know get some time around each other, then make the decision yep. whether yeah. or not to tie that it's knot. It's like a, people look at it like a test run for marriage. It's like, exactly. let's just yes. see how this would work if we were to get married. Let's start doing, let's start playing like we're married and we'll see how it goes. Yep, exactly. Well, t- exactly to that though, as we understand and realize all the logical reasons why we get there, uh, we actually would like to illustrate from the Bible and just how clearly actually it is a terrible idea to do that. And and the Bible speaks into that very clearly. And so we just have some questions that we're going to ask and then discuss together. And the first one is this, is like, wh- why is it a bad idea? So we're saying, hey, here's all the reasons why you could or why people do it and, and make that decision. But why first and from both uh, practically and then biblically, why is it a bad idea for people to live together? Okay, so let's, let's 
let's like define some terms and try to make it as simple as possible, not overstating anything the Bible doesn't say, and at the same time not be um, just foolish, or let's apply what the Bible says. So if I'm like a lawyer and I lawyer this thing down and I go, all right, hey, let's be really technical. I can, are you saying, so I can't live with my girlfriend? I can't be around her? And what do you mean by live? Like, does that mean I can't spend that much time with her? I mean, technically I could say I'm living with Josh and Elena right now and that we're we're, we're in this room, this podcast studio recording together. What do you define as live? Is it an hour, four hours, 24 hours? How much time can we spend together? So there's some th- certain things that are generally a part of when someone lives together that um, I'm, I'm just trying to think through the other side. If I was arguing like uh, the case from them, they're like, well, we're not um, doing anything different than couples who sleep together and then they separate or they go different ways and they stay in different places in town uh, or if she lives across the country, she comes and stays with me for a few days, but we're not technically living together. But all that to say, generally, couples who are living together are having sex. So let's talk about that biblically yeah, yep. and what God says about how um, in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 4, that you are not to have the marriage bed be defiled. So, um, And then we could talk about for all the couples here in a second that are like, well, we're not having sex together. Why, that's problematic as well. But if you are engaging in sexual activity and you are not married, that is a clear outside of bounds for um, for a follower of Christ. So um, in addition to that, Song of Solomon chapter, I believe it's five, four. Song of Solomon talks about how you are to not awaken love before it's time. It is almost impossible for you to move in and your heart not to begin to drift towards someone and to begin to play house and you play like you're married and they play like they're your husband or you play like um, you're their wife. And for you to not have your hearts begin to yoke or bond together, begin to unite together in a way that God only intended for the secure place of marriage. In other words, you're putting yourself in incredible danger by moving your hearts in the direction of one another as though you're married without the actual secure, permanent bond of being married. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So it's it's like incredibly dangerous to you, the listener, and is... Um, affordable as it is, or as financially as much as it makes sense to you, you are living next to a potential bomb. Here's the other thing, too, that I think is really dangerous, and now I'm just going here, people, <laughs> is um, is you are, um, that's a good way of putting this, you are setting yourself up for a uh, a real letdown of what marriage is actually like. So he- here's what you think you're doing. You're like, oh, we're test driving it. We're getting a taste of what marriage is going to be like. Marriage is not like two unmarried people living together, having sex together, sharing rent together without the permanence and the commitment to one another that comes in marriage. So you're not experiencing some of the challenges. Marriage, one of the blessings and challenges of marriage is, hey, I'm not going anywhere. No yeah. matter how hard it gets, I'm locked in, I'm here. That creates a secure environment for both of you where there's a, a, you're not insecure about, man, what if they leave? And so you're not having to face the challenge also of like, hey, I'm not going anywhere. And you're also not facing the challenge of what happens in marriage, which is generally you have kids, you face um, things later in life that are just going to be difficult. And so you're just basically, you're, you're experiencing some of the highs and some of the pluses of like, hey, we get to have sex together and this will be really fun. And you're missing out on some of the things that really marriage is ultimately about. So you're not getting a test drive of what marriage is going to be like. You're just getting, you're essentially going on the honeymoon and you're like, ah, this is what marriage is like. Man, this is uh, really, I think we're ready or I think this could be good. And you have no idea what's headed for you. And so you are not, and further, you're spending time with someone who's not committed to the things that God says you should be committed to. So when hardship comes, and it's coming if you get married, 
Are they going to be someone who's like, hey, I'm not going anywhere. We're going to walk through this. We're going to get through this. I'm going to walk faithfully the way God calls us to walk. Also, it's not like being married in the fact that when you're living together, but you're not married, you're kind of on best behavior. You know it's a test. Yes. Run. So you're like, oh, I'm going to do, I'm going to cook the dinner. If you're, you know, if you're a girl, you might be like, I'm going to do all the laundry. I'm going to cook the dinner. I'm going to be like, play wifey. And it's like not even a realistic view of what happens when you know that person's not leaving. Like, it's just different. It's totally. not like you're trying to win them over anymore or like... Um, trying to show how awesome you would be as a husband or a wife. Like, it's, it just changes. Yeah. Even secular studies show you're more likely to divorce. You're more likely to experience uh, sexual dissatisfaction. Like, you can go to psychology today and, and look up things that, like the cohabitation effect. Like, even the world is aligning with God's word that, hey, it is not healthy for you to spend time or for you to move in and marry, particularly for Christians. Because basically, as Christians, they're saying, hey, God's word and God, I really don't care that much about what he has to say. I'm going to do this because it makes financial sense to me, and I'm going to do whatever seems right to me. And that ultimately, Proverbs 14 says, when you and I do what seems right to us, that makes sense to me. It's really expensive in this town. You know, I'm not going to move out. We don't need two separate... Whenever you begin to live that way, that is a way that in the end leads to the death of relationships. Yeah. And and I think Woo! <laughs> guys, I'm going this morning. Man. Well, well, both of my friends, Josh, I'm talking to you. <laughs> well, both my friends are, are hoping to do for for you guys right now. I'm yeah. hoping you move out, Josh. Yes, it's just to illustrate that it is really a bad idea. I mean, it's a bad idea. Biblically, it, it speaks very clearly into um, how the God would say that it's not my design, that it's not been my original design. And then also there's been tons and tons of studies that just say it has never been, it has never beneficial. It's not, it's not, it's actually uh, the opposite. It is hurtful to a relationship and the longevity of it if you move in together. And so, um, what? So here's kind of a question. Though, if I'm playing the other side, though, David, what if what if people are, are living together? I'm, I'm living with my girlfriend, but we're not actually having sex. You know, so I'm not going to directly against that. Is that is that the same? Would all the same rules apply? Yeah. Yeah. I, or like, where does the Bible say don't live together? Like, I know it says don't have sex before you're married, but where does it say don't live together? Yeah. So just to be clear, Josh is not living with. His yeah. girlfriend. Yeah. He's living with a wife. <laughs> with the, so this, I was, and joking. she's amazing. <laughs> and uh, where does it say together? Um, so I would say, hey, if you're living together or you're sleeping together, like there was one couple that um, I was doing premarital counseling for, and had lots of interesting conversations. But one of them was that, like, hey, we've started sleeping together, but we're not having sex, and um, and we began to talk through that is a equally as dangerous thing, because if you set yourself up, if you begin to say, hey. Uh, um, we're going to be married. We're not going to come together and have sex with one another. We're beginning to train ourselves that we'll sleep together, we'll live together, we'll be together all the time, but we won't have sex together or experience the sexual intimacy that God said he created to take place in marriage. Not just, hey, he created it not to take place in the world. Let me be clear. He created it to take place in marriage. He gave the gift of sex, not just for procreation, but there's a pleasurable aspect to it. There's like two mammals on the planet I think it's a duckbill platypus and um, and a human woman that have the ability to to orgasm. Like it's a very unique thing. In other words, it's very different. Like when sharks are mating, they're not experiencing it the same way that we are. And so uh, this just got real. That, that we went heard, on we went on a science trip. I heard only dolphins have sex for fun, besides humans. Mate, I thought it was duckbill platypuses. <laughs> this, is just a, this is just a myth. I don't know if it's true. Dolphins. I have heard that though. <laughs> 
What? No, she <laughs> yeah. is. Will you guys forgive her? She's I'm going to Google it. Up. I'll find out. Uh. <laughs> All that to say, he gave it for the purpose of, of man and woman coming together and there'd be this intimacy and pleasure that bonds you together. Like science even further proves that whenever you have sexual intimacy, there's like synapses that fire off in your brain meant to bond you to that other person. So if you're not, um, basically, if you're living together and hey, we don't sleep together. The danger would be you're beginning to form that habit that, hey, we live together and we don't sleep together. And sex was gifted by God to the human race, to humankind, to be something that bonds over and over man and woman together to the point where here's a crazy verse I was thinking about. In 1 Corinthians 7, it talks about how you are not to hold back sex from your spouse other than for prayer and fasting. Like that, if we, I mean, that that may be just a verse that everyone who's listening that wants to get married or maybe engage is, is thinking about memorizing. How profound and crazy is that, dude? would say, hey, the only times, married people, if I'm going to give you a command, it's that, hey, you do not withhold sex from one another unless the spouse is praying and fasting. Like that is just crazy. Maybe it's just me. But all that to say, here's, here's the point I'm leading toward. The danger would be we're living together, hey, but we don't sleep together, is are you training yourself? Are you setting yourself for, for a marriage, a sexless marriage? One of the most listened to um, videos from a resource that our senior pastor does called Real Truth Real Quick was what do I do if I'm in a sexless marriage? It's crazy as it sounds, if you're listening, and I know it sounds crazy, that I would never be in a sexless marriage. Like sex is amazing and that's not going to be a problem for us. We'll be able to turn it on. It is a problem for a lot of people and they didn't think it would be a problem for them. And so you are training yourself to live in a marriage that doesn't include the bonding experience that God wants married people to experience over and over. To your question of, uh, well, where does the Bible explicitly say don't live together? It doesn't. Mm -hmm. But that's where I started with, that's why I was like, well, hey, let's just define terms um, and uh, get it. What does it even mean to live together? Um, Like, are we living together? We live, all three of us don't live in the same house, but we live in DFW together. So, I mean, you got to, like, begin to break it down and play those things out. And um, and so that's where I would say, man, if you're sleeping together, if you're sleeping in the same room together, maybe you're sleeping in um, on, you know, he sleeps on the couch outside. Just think you, you're, um, is it an outright sin? I don't know. It at least seems foolish. Mm-hmm. And it at least seems like it's going to mess with your heart. And not God's best. And it's and not, not God's best. Design. Yeah. Definitely not God's best. Genesis 2 says, uh, a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife. Uh, and, and this man and wife were both naked and they were not ashamed. And, and really that we were meant to be one. And that you're, uh, someday, if God has marriage uh, in there for you, you'll become one with that person. And so w- w- we are hoping to uh, serve you well and just telling you and illustrating both from God's word. And then uh, also the world is catching up around us saying, this is a really bad idea. And, and, and living together, same house, same apartment, all of those things, even if he's just staying on the couch something we talked about before we even turned the podcast on was man uh, it seems like people are already spending the night over there how's that and so might as well just like live together we're just saying i I wouldn't even don't even spend the night over there like i wouldn't go to your to your girlfriend men i would challenge you that if your girlfriend lives in a different state and you go and visit her i would get a different hotel room i wouldn't stay with her because you are in a lot of ways setting yourself up for temptation that god would tell you is explicitly against his will and then also it's just going to be incredibly unhelpful to you in the long run I, i do want to know david if if you're saying uh, we answered it a little bit, uh, and uh, how, how, well, is this the best way to find out if we're compatible or not? But what if you know? I think someone could ask, what if I know I'm going to marry them? Like, what if we're really confident we're going to get married? We might not be engaged yet, but we've talked about it some, and we're confident we're going to get married together. Is does that change the game, or is our answer still the same? 
no, it doesn't change anything. If you don't know anything, you know, you don't know the future. I would say get married, like go down to, there was a couple that came down front of the porch maybe three months ago. And, um, and they said, man, we listened to your message. We listened at some point we talked about this and, uh, and we went last week and we got married and we're doing our best to follow Jesus. We went to the, the, um, JOP justice of the peace and we got married and, um, and we're all in. And, uh, and they just took that. Way to go. I know. It was like, uh, wow. Um, you know, there uh, hopefully was other people speaking into that decision. And uh, either way, uh, I'm encouraged that they were willing to say, if this is what God's calling us to, we're going to be willing to do that. And so I think um, even if you think you're going to get married or even if you're engaged, just would not sacrifice God's best. And here's, here's like what I think there's two people probably listening there's one person who, no matter what we say on this podcast, you're probably already turning it off or you already have turned it off because you're like, yeah, I don't want to feel conviction or guilty about living together and I don't want to hear that. So I'm turning this off. I'll listen to the other ones. And um, and I would say, what a tragedy. A tragedy specifically because you're going to continue to pursue and relate to one another and live with somebody and, and, and functionally act like you're married. And you're doing it with somebody who's saying, I don't care what God's word says, or I don't care what God's best is. I'm willing to pursue that, even if it, um, for my own benefit, for my own selfishness, for my own financial, what makes sense to me. And uh, and you and the other person are a casualty of that. And then the other person is this, the person who's listening and they're like, man, we've lived together. We're, we're damaged goods. There's no hope. God is not done with you. Yeah. The story's not over. Um, if you're in a place where you can't find someone to live, if you're connected to a local church, wherever you're living, I would encourage you to go bring that to a pastor. Invite other people in there. There are housing opportunities all the time of young. There's people just like you that are, are living. If you're a girl, they're living with their um, boyfriend or fiance, and then there are other couples just like that at the church maybe that you're a part of, and they're living with their fiance. And maybe you guys just say, hey, we're just going to switch. And I'm going to live with her. We're going to get to know one another. We're going to pursue God's best. We're going to recklessly follow him. What Jesus says, even if it means cutting off my arm, whatever length God is calling you to, that I'm willing to do that. And uh, he uses the metaphor of cutting off your arm. But that person, God's not done with you. Don't allow shame and guilt to make you move back into um, thinking that, man, our story's over. Uh, you know, this is just kind of the best that I can do. Elena, uh, that was a part of your story where you yeah. lived with, with a guy for a year yeah, I was around a year. So I, that's the thing. Part of this whole podcast, I feel this tension of, it can seem like we have it all figured out. Like we know what we're talking about. We're telling y'all, hey, don't live with your boyfriends, but, or girlfriends. And the thing is, is like, we know, we know how detrimental it is. I personally know it by personal experience and through God's word and what he says. But I've learned that um, the hard way and through my own experience. And I just know like in the moment, it can be so hard and you can not want to, um, change that. But at the end of the day, I did not have a behavior problem when I did that. I had a belief problem and I just didn't mm. believe. Um, I didn't believe what God says is true at the time. And when I did, I made that change. And so you really don't try to behavior modify. If you're going to move out just because we're telling you to, that's not our goal. It's really like we know that God's way is always the best way. And we know that's not his best. And so we would just encourage you to um, really change. If you want to move out, don't do it for behavior modification. Yeah. Do it because you truly believe that that's what God would want you to do. And that's what he would have for your life. And do it for that reason. Yeah. Friends, I, what we're trying to do is, is uh, John 10, 10, 
is this life Jesus says I've come that they may have life and life to its fullest. We're trying to point you towards life and life to its fullest, which is always inside of God's design. Cohabitation is never inside of God's design unless you are married or you're living with someone of the same sex. <laughs> and uh, we just want to do that. We're, we're trying to serve you. We've all in some level experienced it or at least know others uh, very well and closely who have experienced it. But then also God's word is really clear on it. Anything else, friends? Man, that's all I got. That's all I got. All right, we will see you next time on another episode of Views from the Porch. We want to thank you for listening to Views from the Porch. For more information about the Porch ministry, visit us at theporch.live or follow us on social media at The Porch.